What's up, wifey? Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad to hear that. What's up, guys? Jason here. I am joined by my wife, Christina. We are jumping into the inaugural episode of what we're calling Union Specific, which is going to be a podcast about relationships, specifically ours, some of the things that we've learned, some of the things we've picked up, some of the things we've struggled with, actually probably more of the things we've struggled with than anything. And we're going to be just kind of putting that out into the world, uh, sharing some lessons that we've learned, and hopefully helping you guys, if you're struggling with a relationship, find some direction, find some peace, find some semblance of better, whatever that looks like for you in your relationship, as we seek excellence in ours. And so uh, I think that's primarily our focus here. We're going to let this thing evolve and develop as we go. We're going to inject some humor. We're going to share probably more than we should on here with you guys. And uh, I don't know. Am I forgetting anything? Am I leaving anything out? What are your thoughts over there? I think you hit it. I would say, I like to say, you know, we'll share, hopefully share some nuggets for people to use in their own life. Um, I like nuggets and tools. Nuggets and tools. We've done a lot of um, stuff what would you call personal development? We've done relationship stuff. We've studied a lot. We've read a lot of books and we've taken pieces from those and made them our own and used the tools of the trade. Yeah. That kind of makes it sound like we know what we're talking about. And that's probably a little bit presumptuous on our part at (laughs) this stage in the game. That's the problem. (laughs) So yeah. So I guess we're going to go on a journey together and let you guys follow along with us and uh, we'll see what comes out here. So what are we talking about tonight anyway? I know you wrote down a couple of things that you wanted to jump into. And uh, what was the first thing that was on the top of your list there? Um, a little bit about who we are and how we met. A little bit about who we are and how we met. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that nobody gives a shit about who we are right now. It's true. Probably, because well, I know, unless well, only I the people who know us. I would appreciate to know a little bit about the people that I was listening well, to. Well, maybe. I'm the relationship For sure. person. You're the non-relationship I'm side the non-relationship of things. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. We definitely have two sides. You're the people the person. I'm the thing person. So I could I can get down around that. All right. Well, why don't you jump in and tell people who you are? Well. Well. Who are you? When I met you, I was Christina Marino. Okay. That's a story in and of itself. Who was Christina Marino and where does she come from? I was born in an amazing town called Calgary, Alberta. And my family moved there from Italy. So I grew up in an Italian household and spent pretty much all my life in Calgary besides about five years where I traveled and uh, explored the world. Until I went to the leadership course and met you. And now I'm here after this past year, a big journey of transition, made myself um, a new home in Anthem, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Anthem, Arizona. Anthem, Arizona. Well, that's a little bit about where you're from, but that doesn't tell me anything about who you are. Who am I? Who are you? It's a tough question, actually. Right? Who, who is Christina question. Archer? I am. Who am I? Who are you? And what Gee, are you doing here? We're getting in really <laughs> deep really quickly, huh? Well, mm-hmm. I am a woman 
Who? You identify as a woman? <laughs> I am a woman. <laughs> <laughs> You're a woman who identifies as a woman. But I'll go into the men's restroom or the woman's restroom or the unisex restroom that's available a now. A toilet is a toilet, dude. You know? Who cares? Yeah. You know, I'm one of those kind of people that not afraid to walk through. Yeah. If you got to go, you got to go. That's just how it is. <laughs> that's true. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. How did we get to toilet humor already? So let's get back to who you are. All right. Who am I? I am passionate, excited. Don't give me those bullshit words. What? Who are you? <laughs> who am I? Yeah. I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. Well, it's we can come back question. to it later. Right. So we know who you're from or where you're from right? and, and who you're from, I guess. So your parents actually came from Southern Italy. They yes. Speak, Calabria. Uh, Calabria. They speak a couple languages. They do. They speak an ancient dialect of Albanian. Mm -hmm. And uh, since they're from the same town, they spoke to each other and that, that language lived on. So I picked up on some of those mm. uh, words. And so I understand some words and can say a few phrases. And then Italian was the you know main language mm -hmm. going to school. Although they didn't, you know, carry on in school for very long, but they spoke the Italian language and then uh, moved to England and then moved to Canada mm -hmm. where I was born. And you were born in Calgary, yeah? Yep. Sweet. And then now, uh, so when you and I met, it's been what, almost 10 years ago now? I know. April and, of 2009. Yeah. And this is actually the first year we're actually going to be living together as a couple. Isn't so that insane? That's crazy nuts, yeah? Now we'll get into that for a second. You wanted me to tell people who I am? Yes, please. Who so, are you? Who am I? Who am I? Well, I am whatever I say I am, right? That's how it, that's how it works. That's how it goes. So I am from the South. I grew up in Georgia, Athens, Georgia, just outside of Athens, Georgia, actually in a tiny little blinky missit town called Watkinsville. We literally had one red light. Literally. Small. I shit you not. One red light town. Uh, football was king. You know, my life was Friday Night Lights, literally. We had blue and white uniforms, just like the movie and the TV show. And uh, from there, I went to school, you know, moved all around uh, the Northeast Georgia area a little bit as a young kid, and then went into college, graduated from the University of Georgia, traveled through the Carolinas doing some work uh, for my uncle um, in one of his businesses. And then ultimately ended up moving out west, initially settling in Southern California. I lived there for a few months and then uh, finally landing in Paradise Valley, which is kind of the ritzy suburb of Phoenix. It's where all the athletes generally live. My uncle was a pretty successful guy. And so he brought me out and uh, allowed me to stay in his guest house, which was bigger than the house I live in now. <laughs> And uh, from there, just started making connections, ended up meeting a woman who was not you. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, for sure. Um, went through a whole ordeal with her. Do uh, From there, went into doing some leadership development work, some personal development work, and ended up meeting you at a seminar in Northern California. And so from that, this relationship was born. So... I think one of the things you wanted to jump into was how we got together or why we got together. Is that the case? Did I remember that correctly? Uh, we just talked about sharing how we met. 
How we met, yes. Let's talk I, about I that. I always get that question because mm. people are like, well, how did you meet your husband? He's in, he's in he's amazing. Arizona, but he's from <laughs> Georgia. You're Canadian, Italian, and you met. Where did you guys meet? And then I say, oh, we met in Northern California. They're like, what? And you live here and he lives there. And how? <laughs> Everyone's always stunned and yeah how does it work confused how does it work do you want to let's jump into that let's talk about how we got together and then how it developed do you want to tell the story (laughs) since you think you remember it better than me i remember (laughs) we were at this so we're it was near in napa valley actually it's on a ranch um and i remember the first day like it was yesterday i'm sitting in a chair everyone was gathering there's probably like 80 people in this course and Jason comes walking in. I'm already seated, seated and he's chomping on a piece of gum and he's got this big, like if you, if you see a picture of him, he's got this big mouth with big lips and big teeth. Kind of like you. And he's, yeah, we kind of have the same tough sort of mouth. And so he's chomping on this gum and I'm like, what the hell? Look at this wise ass American loud mouth annoying i was thinking all sorts of crazies and judgments i had all sorts of judgments about you and walking in isn't that amazing you're at a seminar for personal development and you have all these judgments about i know it's crazy what's wrong with you man you're broken and part of me was like i like him and part of me was like i hate him Hmm. which part of you liked me i don't remember it's too long ago (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which part of you hated me so but it was interesting interesting later on and i think it wasn't until years or like afterwards when we were sharing the story and you were talking about the gum situation because i don't really chew gum anymore maybe at one point i did but you um tell them the story about the gum i don't even remember half of what you're gonna tell them i honestly don't it was so long ago and the details were so fuzzy. I was in a really raw place uh, personally coming to that seminar in the first place. So my mind was all over the place. I just remember that I don't chew gum normally and someone had offered me gum and to be nice and to kind of fit in, which is something I don't normally care to do. I took them up on the offer and ended up smacking on some gum somehow, some way. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I think it was a Canadian, actually, that offered me some gum. <laughs> There's a lot of Canadians there. It, I think it's interesting, though, from, you know, two, the, two, the two different perspectives, right? Here I am thinking about who's this guy chewing on this gum. It's a first impression, and I'm, you know, making these judgments. And meanwhile, you know, you're not even a guy that chews, chews gum. And, you know, it was just a spontaneous thing that you you put in your mouth. <laughs> it's a spontaneous thing you put in your mouth. You walked in the room and you just happened to be chewing on it and I just happened to catch you in that moment. And um, anyways. What is it with you and gum? Like you, you always make a big stink about the gum anytime you tell the story. I don't know. It's just like the vision I have in my head of seeing you. Of hashtag Walking America? into my life. America. You're tall and sexy Oh, big teeth, big teeth, blue eyes, 
chewing on gum. Mm. And um, it was mildly irritating or maybe more than mildly irritating. And um, See, that's know. the key, guys. You got to irritate them. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I just think, I, I just like that story. I don't know why I always want to share it. I guess I just feel um, I have some emotional chargedness behind it. It's, it was a pivotal moment in, in my life meeting you. Pivotal how? Oh, well, nine years later, we're sitting here making a podcast. Oh, looking back, it was pivotable. Yeah, looking back, it was... Did a, I just say pivotable? Pivotable. Pivotal. You're starting to speak my language. <laughs> I know, right? You said, what did you say? Changeness? <laughs> <laughs> when did I say that? Uh, Like 30 seconds ago? I don't think I did. You said... We'll have to replay it's on, and listen. It's on, yeah, it's recorded. It's changeness. <laughs> you said changeness. I said pivotable. That's one non-existent word, a piece right there. That's how... The English vocabulary grows. Oh, is it now? Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. So that's your story. That's how we met. No, that's not how we met. That's just you seeing me for the first time. Yeah. Right? And then you sat next to me. I sat next to you, you that first time. You walked over, sat next to me, the seat, there was a seat next to me. You literally walked in the room, that course. I had those thoughts of you and you sat next to me and I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, can I swear on this podcast? <laughs> you just did. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so you sat sat next to me. You're wearing that fuzzy sweater too. You wore that sweater it's not yesterday. A sweater. Or jacket. Yeah, it's more of a jacket. Thing. Yeah. The mountain hardware jacket. Yeah, mountain hardware jacket. Yeah. It's still intact and beautiful because you live in Arizona and never have to I've wear worn it. it twice. Both <laughs> times at the seminar. <laughs> Well, you were in Canada. So I sat, so you, so I came in, I was chewing gum, it annoyed you, and I sat beside you. You seriously don't remember sitting have, next to I me? I really don't remember any of this. Unbelievable. I you really sat don't. next to the wife of your dreams, and you didn't even know it. That's a good way of, <laughs> of putting it, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no you clue. sat next to me, and then you like... Followed me around like a puppy all week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're so full of shit. I know. Jesus Christ. It's all right. Jesus Cristo. All right. So. Yeah. So after I finished following you around for a puppy. So that was the first meeting. And so. No, wait a minute. No. Mm -hmm. So I was chewing gum. I sat beside you. But did we speak? Did we introduce ourselves to one yeah, another? Yeah, like kind of smiled and sat next to each other, and then the course began, and and I wow, forgot all about you. We went on with the course, and throughout the week, though, we had several different kinds of activities, and it turned out we ended up in the same group. But okay, right? so here's my question, though: When was the first time we actually spoke to one another for any meaningful period of time? I really don't remember this. It would have been at. At the seminar, like in, it was... Well, obviously at the seminar, but when? Yeah, it was at the, when we had the fireplace, or the fire pit, and we were sitting at the fire. That was at the very end. That wasn't at the very end. That was like during the middle, some point. I don't know. But we, you know, a few days had gone by, and we were doing that the first time you, um... You remember this story. We were at the low ropes activity. Yeah, but this is not and I volu- like the first time we spoke. Well, I This volu- is the first time I 
was an asshole in front it was of a bunch after of this though so you know i would volunteer to be the person that was going to demonstrate how to put the helmet on <laughs> and your wise ass mouth makes a big comment about my fat head that's not what happened or what did you say that isn't what happened so yeah so we're at the low ropes getting ready to do some event there and you like you said you volunteered to be the you know the crash test dummy for the helmet and so they put the helmet on you intentionally wrong right and it's like silent out there everyone's paying attention to you and the instructor and the instructor goes now what's wrong with this picture or what's wrong with this something or other is all i remember and then in total silence i go christina (laughs) 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 and you were the only one who laughed well let's say you laughed but then like half the class laughed after you laughed because they weren't sure if you were going to be okay with my comment i know kind of a thing and then there was that one lady uh uh yasna oh yeah yeah remember yasna she hated me for like five years because she hated you for years i remember i ran into her and (laughs) told her we were married and she was like you married that guy she was so she couldn't believe it she was she was so offended for me yeah it's funny it was funny i like how you make fun of me uh from the beginning to the end it's joking. well as long as it's as long as it's good-hearted right? well like, obviously yeah like that i didn't mean that there was literally something and, and the thing that was cool about that and this is something that people don't realize is like when you have that type of sense of humor where it's just kind of dry and out there and just sort of in your face you know like other people kind of sense that about you like i sensed that you would be okay with that because whatever interaction we had had before gave me permission, like internally I'd already given myself permission to say something like that to you because I knew you would laugh. You know, if I thought for a second that it would hurt your feelings, you know, or come across like I was being a dick, I totally would have just shut my mouth and, you know, played the Mm -hmm. game or whatever. But it was funny because of the reaction of people being like upset for you, even though you're sitting there laughing your ass off, Right. And, and and they're just waiting for you to be offended. Right. So that it would justify their sense of being offended, which I think is such a human thing. Right. Like emotion is contagious. Mm-hmm. But when you laughed, it just was like everyone started, everyone laughing. started laughing. Right. And it, yeah. it was it was cool. And it was something that we were able to connect over later. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just so damn cute. You couldn't resist. There was something about you. There was something about you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was definitely some sort of attraction there initially. Um, you know, you were definitely my type physically, like dark skin, dark hair, light eyes, something that I've always been drawn to. But there was something, I think, in our interaction that just sort of drew us together as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I never thought I'd end up with a light eyes, light skin type of guy what did you think you would end up with i always imagined you know tall dark it's all dark and handsome and handsome it's all dark and handsome. you got the handsome part well thank you very much i appreciate that i'm very attracted to you baby oh oh so uh then what we spent seven days on this seminar Middle mm-hmm. of nowhere, nowhere ranch, Clear Lake, California, and it was 
you know, life-changing experience. Obviously we both had some amazing, um, learnings from that. And then we went on our merry ways. We spent one extra night in San Francisco and got to know each other a little bit, but then I went to Calgary and you went to Phoenix Mm -hmm. and at the time it was Blackberry messenger. Remember the Blackberry messenger? You didn't even yeah. know how to use your BlackBerry Messenger. Well, I actually I was, yeah. I was like, do you use BlackBerry Messenger? I remember that conversation. That was your line you were using on me at the end to try to Get stay in touch. Number. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you, are you on Messenger? I'm like, what do you mean Messenger? Isn't that the same as text? Yeah, but it's better. It's BlackBerry Messenger. BlackBerry Messenger. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Who cares about BlackBerry Messenger? And you're all like, well, BlackBerry's a Canadian company and... Taught you all about it. Yeah. Anyways, that it was the best at the time. It was the. Why I mean, was it now, the best though? What did it do? That was it had emojis and voice clips oh. you could send, and oh yeah, you yeah. can animate your. I don't remember texts a little more. It's kind of like text messages now or yeah. messengers now. Um, you couldn't do that with text messages. Just text messages. Really, it's boring. Hence the term. Text messages. <laughs> <laughs> we need emotion in our life. Emojis. We need emojis. There was no poo emojis back then. Man, it was boring. Anyways, so we Blackberry messengered each other for like 75 days. And we talked on the phone. And you were going through your transition. And I was going through mine. And then I, I called Jep one day and I was like, listen. I'm going to come visit you in Phoenix. I've never been there before. And you're like, okay. Yeah, I remember that. Then you picked me up. Picked you up from the airport. Took you to get some, I think I took you to CPK, right? California Pizza Kitchen. Yeah. For our first little That was our first little date. Lunch date. Yeah, we, uh, that was in Scottsdale. It's down in the south end of Scottsdale. And then we came up to North Phoenix where I had my little place. And uh, you kind of been around ever since. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember it was interesting because we we had been connecting so much over BlackBerry Messenger, BBM, right? We were connecting so much over BlackBerry Messenger, talking like every day. And you were playing a goal setting game. You're playing PLD, the 90 day game. And one of your goals was to what? Come see me or something? Uh, it was a breakthrough goal my I had a coach and I had to you know come up with an action step it was an action step towards my goal and I set booking a trip to Phoenix as Mm -hmm. one of them because you were on my mind at the time and I was wondering whether there was going to be anything in that relationship and Mm -hmm. I remember feeling it's interesting because right out of high school, I had a high school boyfriend for three years and then right out of high school, literally every single boyfriend I've had has been lived, lived in a different country. It's crazy. Um, a long distance relationship after long distance relationship to the point where, you know, I was like, okay, I'm sick and tired of always having, being in a long distance relationship. But then I realized after meeting you, all those long distance relationships prepared me for our long distance relationship. Mm, Interesting. Because I don't think I would have even 
believed it could be possible, but I had done it. Like I literally out of high school when we didn't even have text message or Facebook or anything like that, I would, um, write a letter to this guy. His name was Chris. He lived in Seattle. I would write him a letter and he would, I would, um, receive a letter from him every Tuesday. And then he would receive a letter from me. I think he got it by Friday or two. I can't remember, but anyways, it was like every, I think it was about every 10 days because of the mail. Really? So you guys were like pen pals, huh? And, you know, then we planned some trips. I had gone to Seattle to stay with him and we had met at Shushwap Lake in BC a couple times, you know, so this carried on for a little while. I, you know, it's funny as I think all those letters are still at my parents' house in a box somewhere. No, <laughs> you didn't burn them when you met me. But <laughs> this makes me feel ancient. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that was the beginning of preparing for this. Yeah. So that's interesting that that's your perspective that long distance relationships prepared you for our relationship because we lived literally were married and lived apart for seven years well i think most people would look at that like a deficiency they would say well there's a reason that you don't want to have the person that you're supposed to be in a relationship with near you (laughs) (laughs) well i'm independent and i don't i'm not the type of person that needs someone near me all the time unless it's your girlfriend's autonomy yeah well yeah, I've just, when I traveled, I was mostly alone. I, uh, I like my, my time and, you know, I was working a lot and you were working a lot. And I think throughout our relationship being apart, we, um, we always had a vision and targets set ahead of us that helped me focus on what's next versus, you know, being upset that we're not together. I mean, we, we we chose that way of living and it worked for us. Yeah, of course. For some time. And I knew that, you know, at some point we were going to be full time together. Yeah. But I mean, think back on that, right? Like you had a lot of people question your involvement in the relationship. Me, not so much, but I think you definitely did. People you know, some people close to you would challenge you on, you know, how is this ever going to work? You know, you guys live in two, not just long distance, but you're in two separate countries, blah, blah, blah. You know, so what was it like in your head? Like, what were you thinking during that time period? You know, how was it going to work for you? Mm. It was tough at times. I'm not going to lie and say it was easy. I, there was... You know, nights where I'd cry and I'd be upset about the situation. And then, you know, it wasn't often, but there was some times when it just felt hard, you know, especially when I'm in Canada and it's freezing cold. and Or probably the hardest times were when there was missed birthdays or holidays and times when I knew we, you know, we should be together. Phys- and I wanted to be together physically. There's that word, should. 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 Stop shooting on yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think uh, it was interesting because, you know, I think you did a good job of shielding me from some of it. And But then there were those days where it would just 
sort of overflow, if you will, and it would come out to me in the form of disappointment or tears or whatever the case may be. I wasn't there. You felt like I ought to be there. Your friends were in relationships and you were the only one by yourself or, you know, whatever the case may be. But there was a desire for us to be together at certain points. As independent as you are and as independent as I am, there was still that that we had to contend with. So I can't imagine what it would be like for most people who aren't maybe as independent and who don't value as much their alone time, you know, what that pressure would have been like. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like if we didn't have a similar foundation in terms of training, like in the personal development world, I don't think that we would have survived that. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, right up front, you know, after that seven-day course in the following, that would have been in April, that following July, you took the men's leadership course. I took a women's leadership course. And we had Pat Allen speak at each of those courses. And that fall, if you remember, I know you remember, we we sat down in Phoenix after going to the Principia, the gathering that they have each year. And I said, let's actually use some of the tools we learned. And Pat Allen had shared with us how to write an agreement with the relationship. And so we were at that house in North Phoenix there and we wrote out what we wanted and and wrote out a contract. And I think for me it was, you know, I wanted to be in a monogamous relationship and I wanted it written and signed and I wanted to know, you know, we were, we were apart and I wanted to know that you were loyal and honest and faithful. And I knew that of you and I knew that of me. So I knew it was going to work. And we made that contract, which was one tool that helped us get going as well. That's interesting how you remember that. I don't remember you pushing for that. I remember me pushing for that and you sort of going along with it. Because I think we had mentioned it to a couple people and they were like, oh, that's crazy. What do you mean? What do you mean you're going to have an agreement? What do you mean? What is this, business? Ah, you know how people are, right? Yeah, I was all for it. People like to shit on things they don't understand, right? And the reality was and the purpose and the intent was that rather than having a relationship with someone and then getting into into the relationship, getting committed, and then trying to formulate what you want it to look like after the fact, you design the relationship up front and say, this is what we're agreeing to. Provide one another in terms of value. Like, this is what I want from you. This is what you want from me. And from that aspect, it makes a lot of sense because it gives you something to aspire to rather than something to sort of put on the back burner and eh, maybe we'll get around to it, maybe we won't. But uh, it's, I think, part of the takeaway from doing work and from, you know, attending seminars or from learning, experiencing new things is it's worthless unless you put it into practice. And I felt like, you know, of the people that we attended that particular seminar with, I don't know if anyone else actually did that or not. I know, I I know we had a few people come up to us after the fact and said, Oh, you guys actually did that. You know, Mm -hmm. how's it working out for you? And, you know, 
I'm going to take a look at doing that, you know, so I know that, I know that we sparked some interest in other people, but I know for a long time it was just like, ah, these guys are idiots. This is, this is not going to work. This what's stupid agreement thing. Mm. You live in separate countries, you know, you guys are, you know, you're never going to make it kind of a thing. Ah, you're never going to make it. Yeah. That had a lot of naysayers for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, the contract, the agreement that we created basically outlined just some basic guidelines and expectations. And from there, that basic outline, we could kind of fill in the gaps. And basically it started with what we value in one another, what we expect from one another and uh, how we can show up in a relationship. Because whether or not you want to admit it or not, all relationships are value proposition. And when that value proposition ceases to be, the relationship will dissolve, whether it's a friendship, a romantic relationship, a business relationship, doesn't matter. When that value proposition shifts, either the relationship has to shift or it dies. Yeah, I, I think we um, we did a good job of utilizing it at first. I mean, the intention of it was to revisit every month for the first six months and then let six months go by, revisit it, and then every year revisit that and we we weren't bang on with that and i no we we failed miserably with that we just (laughs) we just revisited it again and revised it and i think the people we've become today um has we're different we're um i think we're clear in our vision and but i truly believe that that vision we created together really helped us and, uh, yeah, I think maybe for another podcast, we'll have to share it, share the old and then how it evolved into the new even. Yeah, no, for sure. I, that's a fantastic idea. I mean, we can go down so many different rabbit holes with that and dive into different relationships and why they work, why they don't work. You know, I think for me, you know, when I just look at the distance that we've traveled, how far we've come as a couple, as individuals, you know, we're definitely not the same people. However, we do have similar values. And I think the biggest takeaway from, you know, you know, some self-examination, some self-awareness and having the access to some of this coursework, because let's just be honest, it's not cheap. You know, not everyone's going to be able to, you know, to do what we did. But at the same time, the takeaway was what we value collectively And because we have a collective set of values, we can disagree on a myriad of issues, but we come back to our core values and those things sustain us, right? That's what keeps the relationship alive through all the changes and circumstances and difficulties and bullshit that, you know, the world and life and people and, you know, judgments and all that crap when it comes your way. It's like, okay, well, what are we doing here? Well, let's look at what we value. Well, we really don't have an issue being apart because we value our space. You know, we don't have an issue when we come together because we value one another. You know, we value the fact that we're on a different journey, I think was one of the things, right? Because so many people take that standard route of, you know, you grow up, you go to school, you know, you find someone to marry, you squeeze out a couple of kids and you call it good and you ride out the rest of your life getting fat and old. And that's not the playbook that either of us, you know, chose into. We, we chose to start a relationship later in life, you know, and we chose to be very 
success minded in what we want to create financially, what we want to create in our relationship. And of course we fall short like every person. However, at the end of the day, it just comes back to, Hey, we have a similar foundation. Oh, we have a solid foundation. We've, and I, we've created that foundation. Definitely. I mean, it didn't just happen. I mean, I think the contract reinforces it, but it did. it's not the genesis of it. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of a reminder. Like when we go through that agreement, it's like, okay, yeah, this is cool. And yeah, this is something we still value and give ourselves an opportunity to change our values if we need to, right? We're not locked in mm-hmm. to any one specific thing. But coming back to that, you know, that's part of our core values is, you know, having some flexibility around how we deal with one another. And realizing that who we are today is not going to be the same person. At least I hope that it's not the same person we are tomorrow. Because at the end of the day, we want to grow and expand as people. If, if we're not doing that, then what happens to the relationship? Well, it just gets stagnant. There's nothing new to share. It's like I've heard all your stories. You know, it's like it's like you go to the restaurant, you see that old couple sitting in the corner, you know, at the diner. And they're just kind of like staring dead eyed at each other, like waiting for their eggs to come, you know. <laughs> It's like, holy shit, I have to sit across from this person again. I heard all her stories. She's heard all my stories. And here we are eating the same damn meal that we've had for, you know, 30 years in a row. And there's nothing to share. I just, I don't, I hate that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Never wanted that to be my relationship. You know, so having someone in my life who is going to challenge me to be more tomorrow than I am today and is going to you know, be a soft place to land when I fall and fail, which I do regularly, is of paramount importance, I think, in the, not only the genesis, but the the sustaining of a good relationship. You said it, man. <laughs> You're so good with words. Oh, appreciate you for that. I appreciate you for appreciating me. <laughs> well, I think that's a good start. Uh, that's more than we said we were going to talk about, yeah? Yeah. What? How long has it been? I have no idea. Well. Some kind of time, 30 some odd minutes, 40 minutes, something like that. So we're calling it Union Specific. Union Specific. So for those of you guys who know your railways, you'll know Union Pacific. Union Specific, obviously, because we're talking about our relationship, our union here. And uh, hopefully we can crank out some great content for you guys, share some of the shit that we deal with from one another and the world, how we address it. And hopefully we learn along the way. I mean, I think this is going to force Christine and I to have deeper conversations around some of the garbage that we spew upon one another at times Mm -hmm. because we're certainly far from perfect. Yeah, I imagine us, uh, I mean, we've always been, one of the things I like about us is we've been an open book and... We've been open and vulnerable and we've shared with other people. And I think people have picked up on that. And uh, I imagine we're just going to do that and be ourselves and share away. I like it. I like it. We'll have to get some uh, video going. Maybe we'll just do these live on Facebook or something or YouTube or whatever the case may be. Sure. That way we'll uh, double up the content. Can Give I wear people my, different. My pajamas. I'm wearing my pajamas. Right uh, whatever you want to wear. It's your house, right? Your <laughs> podcast. You wear whatever you want to wear. Cool. All right. So we're calling it here then. Yeah. That's it. I think we should wrap it for the day. I'm excited and I'm proud of us for completing our first podcast. 
Because cool. we've been talking about it for a little while. Yeah, we have been talking about it for a little I, while. I think we've been procrastinating it too. Procrastinating, making excuses, things we can work on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll call it here. Uh, guys, this will be the conclusion of episode zero, the uh, intro episode. I'm going to have to obviously get this uploaded to ye old iTunes, Google, CastBox, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. And that takes a little bit of approval. So we're recording this actually on January 2nd. So I'm not sure when it'll hit the marketplace. But um, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, be sure and drop us a comment below if there's something that you guys are struggling with. Maybe we've experienced it in the past. And uh, we'd be happy to share you know, what little we know about it and, um, you know, hopefully, uh, learn together as we go down this journey. And, uh, anything you want to add there? Lovely wife, Christina. That's all. I think you said it well, and I wouldn't, wouldn't add anything, even though I just added some things. Okay, great. All right, guys. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a great new 2019 year. Happy new uh, year. Yeah. Happy new year. And, uh, hope to chat with you guys soon. Take care.